0: All right, Fritz Berger and faith.com It's uh, Monday evening, March 6th. Why do I do what I'm doing? Wh- why do I say what I'm saying? I'm loyal to a monarch. I have a monarch. His name is Jesus Christ. I'm extraordinarily, if imperfectly, loyal to him. Uh, I have a deep affection for my monarch. What is my monarch like? What is What does he believe? What does he say? What are his words? His words are the Holy Scriptures. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, right up through Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians. Right up through the Revelation. Jesus Christ is known as the Word of God. His name is called the Word of God. And I am in love with the Word of God. And I spend my time in the Word of God. And so when I ingest the Word of God, I turn around and I speak out the Word of God. And hopefully, hopefully, my thoughts are deeply influenced by the Holy Scriptures from Genesis through the Revelation. That is the, that is the goal. Imperfectly, yes, but that is the goal. And that is the goal for all Christians. We should have our thoughts aligned with the Word of God. And I would remind you that that the loyalty I have to Jesus Christ, as you can tell, I'm reluctant to call it my faith or Christianity because it has come to have the connotation of being something that is really not very important. It's kind of like the flavor of ice cream you eat. Okay, fine, you like vanilla, He likes chocolate, it it's just doesn't matter. And I feel uh, uh, just the opposite of that. And that's why I call, I, 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 I say that I'm loyal to my monarch Jesus Christ. When people know what that means. Like, well, wait a minute, hold on a second. You mean he's above the Constitution of the United States? Oh, yeah, that's exactly what it means. You mean he's above uh, the UN Charter on Human Rights? Yes, yes, that's what it means. You mean he's above the Supreme Court of the United States? Yes, 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 you got it. That's exactly the sense I want to convey. And that's why I say I'm loyal to Jesus Christ. I've sworn an oath of loyalty to Jesus Christ for all eternity, for all eternity. I'm very proud of Jesus Christ. I'm proud of his word and I love his word. And as an imperfect man, I ingest his word. It's the washing of the water of the word that that renews my mind and helps me think right thoughts. And no, it's not a morality tale. It's not a morality tale. Yes, it's morality good. Yes, it's very, very important. Absolutely it is. But when I say that Jesus Christ is the creator of the universe, that's not a fact of morality. Or is it? The the, the bottom line is actually it is. Because if he's the creator, then he sets the tone for what is right or wrong. And I've said this in some of my more philosophical writings, but God is not God because God is good. God is good because God is God. People have it backwards. God is not the idea of somebody's morality. God's good because God's God. He's God. Now, whatever God is, he's good. He's not God because he's good. And you you might have to think about that for a while. But God sheds goodness. So he sheds morality. The central fact of what I do and what I think and what I talk about is not a morality quest. It's loyalty to the creator, my creator, your creator, Jesus Christ. And yes, Jesus Christ is the God-Emperor of earth. And he wasn't some guy that just was born 2,000 years ago that we, you know, oh, that's, you know, what would Jesus do? And the evangelical church, unfortunately, has not been helpful as the identity of Jesus Christ has been reduced to a morality play. And Satan's fine with that. Oh, you want to go be a good little Christian? That's so exciting. Go bang on your drums on Sunday morning, have your men's prayer meeting, and try to stop smoking those cigarettes. Meanwhile, I'll run the world, says Satan. And church has kind of made that pact. Church has kind of made that deal. Oh, okay, okay. We'll, we'll stay out of politics. We'll stay out of the world. Um, we know that the Antichrist has taken over, and we're going to get raptured. So uh, y'all just do your own. Oh, and by the way, we'll go ahead and we'll declare that a people who hates Jesus Christ will tell the world that they're actually God's chosen people. Wow, what a bargain with the devil. The devil came out of hitting that bargain, didn't he? So I say what I say as a loyal servant of my king. My king, by the way, owns the world. He owns China and Russia and North America. He owns your country. He owns every country on the face of the earth. Every square foot of of land in in Ukraine and Canada and Argentina and, and China. doesn't matter. It's his. It belongs to him. So I'm, very, I'm loyal to him, and, and he's given us the Word of God so that we can arrange our thoughts after his thoughts. And as I ingest the Word and I share it out there, I'm hoping that my thoughts are reflective of the Word of God, of Jesus Christ, of the Holy Scriptures. That's the goal. And if you've been following me at all, bloodandfaith.com or fritzreport.podbean.com, I don't, I, you know, I don't, this isn't a morality club. This isn't a, you know, this isn't a, uh, you know, come to the altar podcast. If you listen to it, you will come to the altar. You will. You will. Because you understand who Jesus Christ is. And you're like, oh my God, I need to get something sorted out here. But, But it's not, that's... He's the God emperor of, or he's the creator of the universe. He owns it all. And when he comes back, if not sooner, he will rule the nations with a rod of iron. He will rule all the nations with a rod of iron. Don't give me the stuff. Well, we're a, a neutral, secular, diverse, and multicultural. No, no, no. That's garbage. That's nonsense. We've been going through the book of Judges, and that's what gets the nations in trouble. We're accepting of all people. Jesus Christ is not accepting of all people. What do you mean? I mean the great flood. I mean Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean the judgment day when he sits down and he separates the sheep from the goats. He's going to throw the goats into the lake of fire. He's going to call his sheep to himself. And that's different than the kind of Christian morality that that somehow has wrapped its... Evil chains around the evangelical church turned it into a morality club where everybody loves each other and everybody gets along. You cannot read the Holy Scripture and come to the, any conclusion that God's eternally tolerant of all people at all times for all things. Bible's all about judgment. It's full of judgment over and over and over. The core idea is judgment. And if you understand that, only then can you understand the mercy that comes in Jesus Christ. Now we've had it backwards. Oh, God loves you, God forgives you, there's mercy. Great, thank you, I'll take one, and uh, you know, I'll keep it in my back pocket, and if I need it, I'll pull it out. No, the story of the Bible is this, judgment, 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 Adam and Eve, the fall, kicked out of the garden. The, the, the curse on Cain for murdering his brother Abel the great flood that wiped out 99.9999% of every human being that, that that lived. Eight people lived on the ark. God repopulated the ark through Noah and his three sons. Judgment. Judgment. Sodom and Gomorrah, he hated that homosexual cities. Burn them with fire. Judgment. You go look at uh, Egypt. He judged Egypt. Yes, he saved Israel out of Egypt. He judged Egypt. And then as, as, as the sons of Israel sinned, he judged them. Earth opened up and smalled up a Abiram. Smalled up the whole clan. Smalled up, uh, swallowed the whole clan up alive. Went down into hell alive. You can't understand the mercy of God without the judgment of God. And, and the church has got it backwards. And people say, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, fine. God just forgives me and loves me. Okay, great. And it's like John 3.16. We, we say, John 3. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that should not perish part, because it's a negative, not perish. Uh, the impression is, yeah, God doesn't want anybody to perish, so he's provided Jesus Christ. When really the fact is everybody's going to perish. Everybody is going to go to the lake of fire. Everybody is. Save those who will confess out of their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. That That's it. Everybody, nobody else makes it. G, it, it. Those that will confess openly and publicly that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe that he rose from the dead, they have salvation. Everybody else is judgment. There's no forgiveness of sins outside of Jesus Christ. This is fact. This is fact for all men at all time, in all plausible scenarios, in all plausible conceptions of reality. Two plus two equals four, regardless of which century you live in or which race you are or what language you speak. It's just judgment by Jesus Christ is a reality for all people in all nations. I don't care how much you've been taught the lies of evolution. It's just a big fat lie. And that's where you start. This is just beginning stuff. And, and then you you build from there. So what, what is the proper role of man? It's, it's to be, it's to have faith in Jesus Christ and to obey Jesus Christ. And what's the proper role of a nation? It's to obey the monarch of the nations. It's to obey the monarch of the nation. It's to obey Jesus Christ. How do you obey Jesus Christ as a nation? The Ten Commandments. It's the Ten Commandments. How, well, how, why do you say that? Well, hang out at bloodandfaith.com listen to my, some of my podcasts and you'll get that idea. Ancient Israel was supposed to be an example to every other nation on the face of the earth. They weren't supposed to import everybody and say, come and live with us and let's just be all one. God hated that. He does not like that. That's why he destroyed Babel and he sent the separate races separately. But Israel, that unique race, that ethno state, that ancient ethno state, has nothing to do with the current one today. Nothing whatsoever. They're pretenders. They're liars. They were supposed to be an example to every other nation. Come and let us go up to Zion. Let's go to the mountain of the Lord. That, that we may uh, find his ways and see what makes us people great. And the people, we're supposed to say, hey, what makes us great is the Ten Commandments. We, ob- we obey God through the Ten Commandments as a society, as a nation, as a culture, as a civilization. It's the Ten Commandments. Well, where did Moses get the Ten Commandments? Jesus Christ gave Moses the Ten Commandments. Oh, he wasn't born yet. Before, before Abraham... Was born, I am, Jesus Christ said, to the evil people. And they wanted to kill him. They wanted to murder him. They wanted to murder him. Since he was barely born, they wanted to murder him. Eventually they succeeded. And that's all just the lead into what I really wanted to talk about tonight. I mean, I've been talking about the Holy Scriptures for most of my life, in one way, shape, form, or another. Uh, Preaching from pulpits, uh, open-air preaching at university campuses, Bible studies, several different iterations of web pages or internet-based emails over decades. Currently expressing that at bloodandfaith.com. Jesus Christ is the light, okay? He's, he's not a dude that lived 2,000 years ago and then left the scene and now we have this myth and le- legends about him. He rules in heaven and he's the judge of all mankind. He's given us his word, not only to uh, arrange your morality, but to arrange nations and states. How should I comport myself as a race, as a nation? And and God has an answer for that. And and for the people that you know, there's always critics, there's always people who are going to say, well, you just can't impose you know one way on all the nations. Really, is that right? Well, what is the United Nations doing with its UN Charter on Human Rights? Then, gosh, people are such hypocrites and they're so ignorant they can't think beyond their nose. You can't impose your values on other people. Then what the heck is the UN Charter on Human Rights if 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 that can't happen? Have you renounced them yet? That's what I'm here for. Help help you help you think through these things. But at one point, I, I've been aware of hatred towards the white race at, at least since grad school, when my professors would openly say that the cause of all the evil in the world is the white, it's the Christian white man. And I, you know, sort of poo-pooed that off and said, Yeah, you're just a bunch of crazy Marxist leftists. Because that's all I understood at that point. Decades later, it started coming together, and it's like, well, wait a minute. Where did these ideas come from? And you learn a little. And, and you know, I learned about the Frankfurt School back then. Nobody told me they're all a bunch of Jews. Wouldn't have registered anyway. A good portion of my professors were Jewish. My doctoral advisor was. Jewish, a a fine man, a a wonderful guy. I had an office roommate that was Jewish, and none of this registered at that point. And they're all fine people, they're all good people. It's not that, it's not that. And and at some point, oh, I don't know, last five, ten years or so, I just said, God, what is it? What is it? Why? This hate, the, 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 the poison that was sown in the universities has come to fruition in society. It's taken a good hundred years, taken, taken a century, but it's in full bloom. And And down to the grade school, they're teaching people to hate white people. They're teaching everybody to hate white people. They're teaching blacks to hate white people. They're teaching Hispanics people to hate white people. They're teaching white people to hate themselves. And I said, Lord, there's no logical man could ever come to this conclusion. Can anybody see that the reason that the non-whites go to white nations is because there's something good going on there? There's nothing logical or rational about this. I said, there's something demonic going on, something evil and demonic going on. God, I don't understand. What is it? And when you have those kind of questions, you don't go and ask your atheistic university professor, you don't. That's not what you do. You go and you go into the Word of God. You go study the Word of God. And I said, Lord, there's something wrong. There's a hatred towards my people, my race, my brethren. We didn't do anything wrong. What is it? So I started studying where we came from. Where do white people come from? Well, like I just said, everybody comes out of Noah, and he had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The Ham, the Hamitic people, they settled all over. They settled Africa. They settled in, in in Babylon. They settled in Canaan. They were all over the place. The sons of Shem kind of stayed in that Middle Eastern area by and large. Where did the sons of Japheth go? By and large, they went to Europe. This is known, it's understood. You can do your little Google or Siri search on it. They went to Europe. And I don't have a perfect tracing of all this, but it's out there. It's out there. And it's clear that there was a separation of the races at Babel. God said, hey, I mean, go study Babel. Everybody was together. Oh, we're one people, one nation, no nations, no borders. We're all united as one humanitarian race. Jesus Christ was displeased with that. And I could say God was displeased with that. But who do you think is the regent? Who do you think runs the earth? It's Jesus Christ. He's the creator. He's at the right hand of the Father. Always has been. Uh, he, was, he was right there with the Father since before the creation of the world. And through him and by him all things came into being. Through whom? Through Jesus Christ. And so when the Lord shows up to Abram, it's the Lord Jesus Christ that shows up to the patriarch Abraham. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not God the Father. It's the Son. It's Jesus Christ. No man has seen the Father. Again, this is just basic scriptures over and over and over again. Jesus Christ said, hey, no man has seen the Father except him who is from the bosom of the Father, which was himself, which was Jesus Christ. So who are these patriarchs talking to if we're talking to the Lord? If they're talking to God, I've seen the face of God and I've lived. They're seeing Jesus Christ, talking to Jesus Christ, pre-incarnation. And you see the displeasure that Babel generated. Jesus Christ did not like Babel. He did not like the idea of no nations, no borders. God is the author of borders and boundaries. Satan is the author of confusion. And you can see that in the confusion between sexes and genders. you got a satanic rituals going on now where they're cutting up children to mix genders and sex. Sex, I'm talking biological, gender is in cultural norms, or there's a place for each term. The first armed border guard was right there at the Garden of Eden. Put an armed border guard, he said, nobody's coming back in. And and if you read through the prophets, even the pagans have their own borders and land. I was reading Isaiah the other day, Listen, he said, listen, I gave, this, I gave Mount Seir to Edom. Okay, I gave that land to him. That's not for you, sons of Israel. I gave that land to him, even though the Lord hated Edom. He says, I gave that land to them. You don't don't mix. You don't mix. You stay separate. Acts 17, 26 and 27, God said, I created the nations from one I made many and gave them their own times and their boundaries and their borders to see which race and nation would serve me. I have no interest in a, a global unified empire. None whatsoever. I want separate nations, even separate Christian nations. By the way, you've been following the uh, president of, of El Salvador lately. It's about time. I knew it was coming. I lived there for two years. And I said, this, this cannot last. You can't have MS-13 and uh, uh, Cayocho running the country. And that's what was going on. He just rounded up 75,000 of them, threw them in a concentration camp. Uh, This was inevitable, absolutely inevitable, and uh, the only question is, you know, could that person rise up and do that and and face the wrath of the United States of America? Well, apparently, so far, this guy's surviving. Uh, American diplomats hate that. Oh, that's a violation of human rights. Yeah, well, it's a violation of human rights to have MS-13 running your country and murdering people and, and, and no justice. At a certain point, you you just got to say, okay, fine, we're done. Gloves are coming off. The gloves are going to come off in the United States too. Don't worry about that. It'll come. History has a way of coming around. What goes around comes around. Oh, for it just saying scary things. I'm saying historical things. We ha- we ha- we've had at least one civil war. You might have called the Revolutionary War a civil war between English brethren. These things happen. So God says, "I don't, I don't like everybody being. one. I want separate nations to be in their own separate doggone areas." So I go, "Oh, that's pretty amazing. That's pretty phenomenal." And then you go back and you say, "Okay, we got, you got Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Japheth goes to here." Then you go back, you go back, you go back, you go back, and 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 then you got the fall. And the Almighty says to the the devil, the devil, the serpent, He says, "Look, I'm going to put a." Enmity. Enmity means a deep-seated hatred. He said, I'm going to put a deep-seated hatred between your seed and the seed of the woman. It's like, you know, I've read that a million times. Like, I had no idea what they're talking about. Well, you know, sometimes there's a time for you to understand things. Apparently my time wasn't up to understand things. And then I went and, and I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm cruising through the Gospels, Matthew, and especially Matthew and John. Like, oh my God, there's hatred right from day one between Jesus Christ and the Pharisees. I mean, it's a deep-seated it's a hatred unto death. And the, 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 the murderous intent that they had toward Jesus Christ was apparent from his birth. And then it's like, well, who are the Pharisees? You know, or are they just you know? You know, I was always talking, "Oh, they're just religious leaders." You know, you don't, know, you know, silly religious people. They're all hypocrites, including Christians, whatever. No, these <laughs> you need to understand who they are, and so you start studying the scriptures, and you realize that Judaism has nothing to do with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They have their ways of tying it to it. They said, "Oh yeah, we have the Torah, but their traditions and precepts overrule the Torah," and eventually that was written down, and it becomes the Talmud. This is an antichrist set of ideas. I don't read the Talmud to you because we've talked about that a little bit. I don't need to show you counterfeit passports for you to understand what the tr- what a, tr- a real one looks like. I give you a bunch of real ones and show you the characteristics of a real one. You'll spot a fake when you see it. That's why you have to know the scriptures for yourself. You have to know the scriptures for yourself. For Genesis through the Revelation. you got to know that in your heart. And so when somebody says something wrong, you say, well, wait a minute. I know what the truth says. I know what the Holy Scriptures say. What you're saying to me contradicts that. And so that's why I teach you out of the Holy Scriptures on borders, boundaries, the separation of the races. Oh, that sounds racist. Uh, it, well, you know, where's where's the commandment? Thou shalt not be racist. There, there, there's a grand narrative that we're supposed to immerse ourselves in from which we can understand the world and how it ought to run. If you don't have that, you're lost and you'll be manipulated and lied to. That was Eve's problem. She was hanging out with the Satanist. She was hanging out with the serpent instead of hanging out and listening to Adam. If she would have stuck around Adam and listened to Adam, she would have given the devil a chance. Oh no, but she was too smart for that. And so she was deceived. So the enmity and the hatred... There's a deep-seated enemy and a hatred. Okay, boom. There, there's clue number one. There's a deep-seated enemy and a hatred. Sea of the woman, see of the serpent. Okay, see of the woman, sea of the serpent. Who's the sea of the woman? It's Jesus Christ. And by extension, everybody in Jesus Christ. Everybody in Jesus Christ. When you go read the Revelation, that's another piece you plug in there. The serpent couldn't get to Jesus Christ. So he goes and he turns his wrath on the children, on, on the followers and the witnesses of Jesus Christ that enmity, that hatred, that wrath. Well, who represents Satan on the earth? Well, Jesus Christ was very clear. You are of your father, the devil, John 8, 44. The people that call themselves Jews but are not but are of the synagogue of Satan. I was like, whoa, holy mackerel. This is blowing my mind. It's like, okay, who are the seed of the woman? Well, all the Christians. Okay, f- okay, fine, all the Christians, great. All the Christians, but how's that tying to white people? Well, Where does the gospel go to? Yes, it goes to all the world. It goes to all the world. But I've given you many proofs that it was specifically targeted towards the European man. And fact of history, fact of history, what geographic part of the earth becomes Christendom? Only Europe. Only Europe. And it's those European people that turn around and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to the other continents. Without the Europeans, the Western Hemisphere would have been lost in Satan worship. Spanish, Portuguese, French, and English all brought the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Western Hemisphere. White people did. White people did. Who were the great missionaries to Africa and China? White people, Englishmen. It's like, okay, holy mackerel. No wonder Satan hates the white race. We're of all the peoples on the face of the earth. We converted as a civilization to Jesus Christ. We're the seed of the woman. And the seed of the serpent, Jesus Christ identified the seed of the serpent. It's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. The hatred was put, number one, first of all, the hatred was put there by, by God. You're not going to overcome it by your good Christian morality, okay? that's That's number one. You can say, oh, the devil hates, yeah, the devil does hate, and the devil does hate Jesus Christ, and he hates the children of God. Those of us in Jesus Christ. Absolutely true. And But the enmity is not something that can be overcome by loving thy brother. It's it's going to be there forever. Jesus Christ, go read Matthew 23 and come back and tell me to my face that Jesus Christ loved the Pharisees. He says you all are going to hell, man. You're all going to hell. You're, the, you're serpents, you're brood of vipers, you're going to go to hell. And I'm the judge, I'm going to make sure you go there. And then you look at society and go, does society have any correspondence whatsoever to the Holy Scriptures? My answer will always be yes. My answer will always be yes, absolutely. If you want to know what the truth is, read the Holy Scriptures. So I'm going, oh my God, the white people, the Europeans, all of them, I mean, I'm including all of Spain and Greece, all the way north, converted to Jesus Christ, Christian civilizations, We're the bulwark of Christianity against the forces of evil on the planet. Have been for a a thousand years, over a thousand years. It didn't start breaking down until the French Revolution. It didn't start breaking down until the emergence of atheism came out of the heart of Christendom. And that's, you know, probably more than we can go into on today's podcast. And as I, and here you've got the same doggone people, same doggone people. You had a people that converted over a thousand years ago to Judaism. I mean a good portion of them. There may be others out there. I, I hear say that there's some Africans that converted to Judaism. Jesus Christ was very clear. He said, Your converts will be twice the sons of hell that you already are, Pharisees. Your converts will be twice the sons of hell. And now it's coming together. Those that call themselves Jews, but are not, or if the synagogue was Satan, absolutely hate the seed of the woman, those of us in Jesus Christ, the white race. Now it's like, oh my God, this makes sense. And I'm begging and pleading with the Christian church to wake up to this fact. But they've been so overwhelmed with these precepts of men, the Talmudic ideas, that there's no nations and there's no borders and God loves everybody and we're all one and the scriptures teach something different. When the church gets hold of this, and it will, when white people get hold of this, and they will, the world will change. The world will change very quickly, and it will not be in the favor of those attending Satan's house of worship. And they know this. They know this. That's why what I'm teaching and saying is extraordinarily dangerous to them. Not because I'm going to do anything, but I'm going to infect the minds of white people and the christian church. That that's my goal. That's what I want to do. It's called preaching the gospel, the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And my whole premise, my whole desire is is you remember the chapters in Ezekiel, the vision of the valley of dry bones? That's the that's the valley of the dry bones of Christendom. I'm telling you, I'm telling you it's common, it's common, it's common. Satan knows his days short. we got to fight to fight, man. Fight to fight. Preach the truth. It doesn't matter how much the demons scream and call you dirty names. They call Jesus Christ insane and full of demons. Never forget that. So if they're all nice to you, ask yourself why. And when they're calling you demons and, and, and demon-possessed and insane, I say, okay, I'm probably just right where I'm supposed to be. Fritz Berger bloodandfaith.com